Let's just pause for a moment. Children are settling down. They're making something about seeing Jesus, seeing Jesus in something. Paul had a really amazing encounter with Jesus Christ. And I wonder how close you feel to him now, today. I wonder how close you feel to, to, to God. Is he, is he nearby? Is he an echo? Is he a memory? Is he somebody that you left at home most days this week? Those are important questions because what's at stake in this story is about our relationship with God. Breaking in to somebody's life. And when we use the word breaking in, hopefully we're not thinking about burglary, but we are thinking about somebody who has to find a way into our hearts, into our lives, without breaking us. And one of the wonderful things about this story is the way that God does it. The picture, if you like, of the bright light on the road to Damascus is something that God has done before. This blinding light is a way that God has revealed himself to people in the Old Testament. It's the way, if you think about it, it's the way he appeared to Moses in the fire that wouldn't burn the bush. It's the way he appeared to Isaiah, where God, he showed Isaiah, the throne room, what he was like. And it's important because it's one of those things that Saul would have recognised. He would have recognised that there was quite a lot going on with God appearing like that. But the most important thing for me, I mean, when Saul here falls to his knees, that would be a natural reaction, I think, wouldn't it? I think we'd all do that. When he falls to his knees, it's the, it's the, it's the, the thing that you would do. We would, but he doesn't yet. And where's that voice? What's that about? And the most remarkable thing about this story for me, and I think actually in the whole story, is the what comes next. Because what Saul hears when he's on his knees is this voice. And the voice says, Saul, Saul, why do you persecute me? And it's really important because when, when God speaks to people and uses their name twice, it's, it's, it's important because what he's trying to get across is his compassion and his care. It's something, it's the way that he spoke to Mary. Mary, Mary, why are you worrying? It's the way he speaks to Jacob. It's the way he speaks to Abraham. Abraham, Abraham. It's the way he spoke to Moses. It's the way he spoke to Samuel when he called him out of his sleep and into this relationship with him. And that says an awful lot about what God is like. He doesn't get it. He's more interested in the relationship than about his kindness and his gentleness than it does about his knowledge of what you're doing. Saul is on his way to kill Christians. God could have zapped him. There's a long list of people in the Bible that God zapped. 
But instead, he speaks gently, winsomely. There's another lovely old word, winsomely. Saul, Saul. Now, if you've got smaller people at home or you've had smaller people at home, you know what it is. You know, sometimes you want to shout at your children and you shout at them twice, don't you? But that's not this. That's not God's attitude. That's not his way. That's not what he's doing here. It says more about Adam and Eve leaving the garden and where are you? I know where you are, but I want you to hear my voice so you know what I'm like than it is about you're in the wrong place and you're doing stuff wrong. God is interested in that relationship. He's gentle, he's compassionate, it's even reassuring, isn't it? Sometimes we used to say to our kids their names twice because we want them to know it's us. And I think that's the essence, that's the sense of the way that these words he speaks to Saul. And what's important, everything that he knew and had gone wrong, everything that was about Saul that he should have known but had gone the wrong way, was using the wrong purposes. And he wants to change him. He hasn't come to rain fire on him. He's come to bring him into the light of life. He's come to change him. And I think that's wonderful because sometimes I wonder if we've got, we understand the capacity that God has for us. I wonder if we understand that God sees us differently from the way we see ourselves. There's a way in which God looks at us which is not the way we see ourselves. And I think that's important. You see, you might see that God is, you might feel that God is chasing after you, tapping you on the shoulder every time you put a foot wrong. You might feel that he's miles away and not interested. You might feel that he's so wonderful, you've got, he's have nothing to do with you or me. And yet, that's not the God we know. That's not the Jesus who came and died for us. He is interested in us, and he does want us to know him. And he sees us more powerfully than we see ourselves. And it's important to hold on to that. If we don't think that God sees us meant to be, he sees us how he imagined us to be. When he made us, when he placed us on the earth, he gave us, he put into us all those things about what we could become. And he wants to deal with the things that stop us becoming that person. You may recognize this young fellow. It is I. It's my favorite photo. It's my favorite photo of me, actually. I've got lots of photos, photos of me in police uniform, photos of my twice uh, graduation ceremonies, um, photos of me in lots of vestments. But that's, that's a me that was just completely at ease with the world and at ease with myself, and there's a joy. And that's what I think God wants to do. He wants to try and capture the joy that it is to know that you are loved by God. But this is about the time. In our family, none of us were Christians. My parents weren't Christians. There were no Christians in our family. But we knew some Christians. We knew some Christians, and we knew them for perhaps all the wrong reasons, or we knew them in all the wrong ways. They were really well known in a very big church. 
They were really dynamic. They, were pow- they used to pray a lot. They used to pray. They were so blooming nice about it. And they never put a foot wrong. And they never said anything out of turn. And they never argued. And, everybody, and they always had an answer. Oh, irritating. And it actually was quite powerful because for me, their, 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 their son was my age and we were best mates and we spent a lot of time in the summers together. But he was so nice. He was just so irritatingly nice. Hated him. <laughs> but one day, God, God, God showed me one day that I didn't have to be like that to be, like, to be liked by God. I didn't have to be wonderful and perfect and in a big church and know all the answers, and I still don't, by the way, um, and all of that stuff. I didn't need to know all that. I just needed to know that God was there. And that was the most important moment, I think, in my life. He showed me very powerfully, and asked me about it afterwards, because it's a long-winded story, but he showed me very powerfully how powerfully he could be there And that just knew, from then on, I knew that God knew what I was like and wanted me to know him. And that's Saul's story. That's the story, actually, of almost every since. That God to know him and become the people that he called us to be. And that's a message that I think we need to hear. That's the message of the story of Damascus, is that Saul realized that God wanted him in spite of who he'd become. And that's the message of God's grace and love towards us. And it's a message for all of us. It's a message we need to hold on to. Who we are, who he made us to be, who he's called us to be, so that we might be his people on earth, just in time for him to come back. Shall we pray? Heavenly Father, we thank you for this story. We thank you that you you love us so much, that you you came as Jesus and you died on a cross for us. But we thank you that you rose again from the dead to show us that the life that you have for us is wonderful and eternal and full of light and joy. We pray that wherever we are, you would come close. Amen. Amen. lost my way a bit, sorry. Oh, thank you. We're going to sing about God's love, which is the main thing, isn't it, really? Should we stand?